life after PhD. Today we have part two of our interview with Sandhya Serum, where she will tell us more about her experience as an entrepreneur and her startups, Biotech in Asia and SciGlo. I was wondering, Sandhya, could you tell us more about your startups and your experience with them? Sure. So Biotech in Asia is, uh, is a news media website for science news. Um, we started this off, we in the sense, my two friends from PhD and myself, the three of us started it off in 2014. We initially started it off as a blog where we started writing science research news in simple English um, for the layman to understand. And then somewhere down the line, we realized that it actually has a business opportunity. And then we actually formed a company and made it an official website and not a blog anymore, you know, proper website and commercial uh, business. Um, so that's still ongoing. And then in 2016, I stepped down from the management of the company to start off my second startup called Cyglo. So the main feature of Cyglo is that we have a laboratory rating platform. So it's like a Yelp for labs. So you can kind of go and do ratings for your own labs. You can upload your own labs. But all of this is anonymous because I understand the taboo of, you know, uh, uploading your own lab or rating it and then getting into trouble with your supervisor or your colleagues and so on. So it's completely anonymous. Um, me as an administrator even doesn't know who's uploading the lab, for example, who's reviewing it. But the reason we started off this was due to all the troubles and all the good things also that happens during a PhD or a postdoc with my colleagues. And it started off, the idea stemmed from there, we're saying that there's there's no actual platform where you can kind of go and check whether a lab is good enough for you, for you to do your PhD or your postdoc. I'm definitely not telling that Cyglo is the one platform to go to to check whether a lab is good. It's one of the platforms that you can go and check like, for example, you've interviewed with three labs and you have job offers from three labs, for example, and then you want to decide between the three, you can kind of go onto the platform and check whether there are any reviews for these labs. For example, if it's a five-star rating, then probably you should go to that lab. But if it's a one-star, then you should probably think about it. But having said all of this, um, since I don't know who's uploaded, who's reviewing the lab, it might be a very biased review as well. So it's a very open platform. But having said that, you look at reviews for movies and for um, food and restaurants and so on. So why not for the place where you want to work for the next few months or few years? So that's one of the platforms. But the other things we have are like protocols for experiments, job postings that you can access, get access to, product reviews, for example, reagents that you're using in the lab, you can get some pro reviews for that as well and pricing and uh, some discounts on the products as well, eventually. Um, and also we have a blog where we actually talk about career development and so on. So that's when I came, when I came across your SoundCloud and, you know, your podcast, I said, why not share it with the readers that I have? Because it is talking about, you know, life uh, after a PhD or during a PhD and then what you do in terms of career. So, yeah, we, we are a very uh, curated open platform where we invite anyone to come and um, write content to, you know, give us uh, ideas to write on. Uh, we have illustrators, we have uh, science artists who come and do doodles and uh, cartoons for us as well and then we share that among the people so we need to have some fun as well so it's it's a platform that basically helps students and scientists so yeah so it's it's been about again 16 months since I started this off and we're doing pretty okay 
um i mean we didn't start it off for the money we started off just because we wanted to help people like us and uh, not not too bad we're actually doing a business out of it so it's going on okay yeah so most people have some kind of ideas of what they're interested in what they can help people with but how do you know that your ideas will have some kind of business opportunities or did you just start with your ideas and then at some point these business opportunities came in and you just went along with it so there are two ways of doing it one is to definitely ask your colleagues friends family whether it makes any sense because some ideas in your head might sound amazing but when you actually tell it out to other people you realize how dumb it sounds you know unless you do that you won't the second the and a part of that is also to do like a mini survey maybe like an online survey of course everybody has facebook and instagram and twitter nowadays so just put out a survey there and get people to kind of go inside the survey and answer questions or something like that so you get a kind of i would say in research terms a p value of sorts to see <laughs> which which idea is good and which is not so you can kind of do that um so that's definitely the starting point i would say to just see whether your idea really makes sense to people and the second one is actually go and do it because if you don't you'll never know whether it's good or bad mm-hmm. so go ahead and do like a pilot project of sorts so in terms of see in terms of biotech in asia like i said we started it off as a blog which involved just about uh, i think 30 40 dollars to start off with mm-hmm. which was fine of course it didn't involve an investment of 3000 4000 dollars which which is quite high for a phd student but then we started off as a blog and then we started sharing it among social media among our friends and they said hey this sounds good like you know people started sharing reading giving us reviews on what we were writing and whether they understood the actual science behind what we were writing and so on mm-hmm. that's when we decided okay let's do it as a you know as a business mm-hmm. and by then we had done our research to see whether there are other websites out there and if there are other websites what they do uh, in terms of and what we can do differently or what do they lack and what can we kind of cover the whole uh, the loophole for mm-hmm. in terms of cyglo definitely there's no other website that does lab ratings <laughs> so <laughs> that's where we started off with um definitely started off with a survey again uh, did a huge survey of 500 people and uh, got from them that the lab ratings was the most popular uh, want of them so that's where we started off with again with cyglo not too much capital involvement in terms of because it's a website it's only so much that you need to spend and get all your friends who are coders and website designers to come and help you and do all of it mm-hmm. where you don't have to spend money on all of that so mm-hmm. it's all about networking reaching out to people getting things done for free at some point mm-hmm. you know and just making use of all the skills that your friends and colleagues have so yeah but my suggestion is definitely to go ahead and do it if you don't i think you'll never know yeah yeah that's great advice <laughs> and it's very interesting to hear how you like had ideas and actually brought them into like real creations and people are using it and stuff mm-hmm. and i think cyclo the lab reading is great idea and maybe sh- need to share with my friends overseas and those yes so please go upload your labs and review it and completely anonymous so <laughs> not too bad you know we have about i think right now we have about 180 labs being listed oh. which is not too bad yeah. for 
being around for about a year now and we have hardly done any advertisement or mm-hmm. anything like that it's just through word of mouth and 180 labs is not too bad to start off with no, yeah it's a great resource so if anyone's considering a career transition to a different lab or a phd program you know you should check it out if the labs are on there and mm-hmm. that can help you decide sometimes yeah <laughs> so i was wondering So for your startups do you have other team members with you and how did you source them like were they all your friends or like right with the first one it was all friends which is probably not a good idea at times <laughs> because sometimes business and friendship doesn't kind of go on the same lines i've learned it the hard way yeah. uh, but the second one um, definitely might i have another three teammates one is the web web team Uh, who actually make the website code it and design it um and then there's a marketing manager in the US Rajeshwari my partner and as well as Mahantesh the social media partner and uh sorry so social media manager and the content manager as well uh he's in Taiwan right now um i knew them beforehand uh, through different contacts for example Mahantesh used to write for biotech in asia mm-hmm. so that's how i know him and uh, rajeshwari is the wife of a writer of biotech in asia so that's how i knew her she has nothing to do with science but she's been a marketing person for like uh, i don't know for how long um so i felt her skills were like perfect for our website in terms of marketing it and business development of it and so on um so right now we three are working on it and we three all all three of us have full time jobs so we're doing all of this on the side mm-hmm. and on weekends and nights and so on wow. um yeah but uh, i think it's easier to source people with skills among your known contacts rather than getting an outside person mm-hmm. to do it for you um i wouldn't be particularly comfortable kind of working with a person who i knew nothing about in terms of what he or she is and what he does how, how i don't i don't think i can build that trust immediately yeah. it takes a while um but definitely i wouldn't do another business with a very close friend of mine again yeah <laughs> that's good to know yeah <laughs> but how do you convince them to join you like i i'm i have a bit of like i know well my my brother-in-law is in a lot of tech mm. computer science startups but i don't know if it's similar so for them they work without pay for a long time some of them have full-time yes. jobs like what you said so they kind of don't get anything from the startup for yeah. a long time yeah. until someone buys them in or once there's some investment then they kind of split it or whatever the agreement was exactly before. So with my first startup I've never taken a penny till now with my second startup as well but the first startup yes uh, the only uh, game that you have in the startup is equity uh, in the company so when you eventually sell it or when somebody buys it or whatever it is get mm-hmm. acquired or uh, that's when you actually make money out of it um so that's with the first one with the second one how did I convince these people is like like i said we all have full time jobs so we are mm-hmm. not doing it for the money yeah. uh, i found that they were equally passionate about cyglo and what we were doing to the community of researchers and scientists out mm-hmm. there uh, because for example my marketing manager raji her husband is a scientist so she understands the things uh, that involves in a scientist's life mm-hmm. and mahantesh himself is a phd student so he kind mm-hmm. of understands the difficulties of entering a lab and you know finding your pi not to be suitable or you and your pi don't gel with each other and then how mm-hmm. do you you know get out of things and 
career development, career advice and so on. So they kind of understood the objective of starting this website. So mm-hmm. they were convinced. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, we uh, we have equity split among the three of us. Um, for now, none of us have taken a penny from the company. So whatever revenue I generate from the company goes back into the company, basically, mm-hmm. to keep the business running, to pay yeah. for the website, to probably pay for... Sometimes I do pay people who uh, submit content in terms mm. of if it's like really great content, then I do want to reward them mm. in some way or the other. So I just pay them per word or per article or something mm. like that. So some of the money goes here and there, but we haven't paid ourselves. So coming back to your question, um, I think people do get convinced nowadays as long as the passion is shared um, and as long as it's not your full time gig, right? Yeah. Um, like I can't work for a year without any money, just mm-hmm. having equity in a company. It doesn't make sense to me. Not that I want money, but you need money to survive. Yeah. Just to have a house and, you know, <laughs> have food and stuff like that. So that is one thing. But the downside of not paying people and not having them full time is uh, you have too many things to do in a startup. Uh, it's very hard sometimes when you have a full time job and when you have a family and kids and all of that and you're doing another startup which is also a full-time job but you're not getting paid for it Mm -hmm. so sometimes what happens is the full-time job where you get paid for it takes more control over the Mm. startup so there is a downside to it but as long as you kind of you know being the CEO of the company it's all about that motivation and getting those people to actually you know every one month you need to give out that motivational speech to them you know and then <laughs> kind of motivate them and then tell them hey guys you know what this month we have so many views this is great uh, this month we have had 20% increase in the number of views that we have had so you guys are doing a great job and you know go ahead with whatever you're doing come up with new ideas so it's all about that again comes comes back to people management you know getting them to understand mm-hmm. where we are If you don't see a growth in your website, if you don't see the number of viewers going up, if you don't see the number of entries going up, then the person who's not getting paid would rather not do the job, right? Mm -hmm. He or she would rather go do something else. So you just have to make sure that you kind of balance all of this and keep them motivated. Yeah. Yeah, that's very interesting. Like You have such a fulfilling full-time job (laughs) and then your like startup is so fun to deal with as well so how does it work for you for a work-life balance because it sounds like there's a lot going on what about your family do you get time oh yes so (laughs) that's a good question but I kind of um dedicate my weekends to family I so weekdays are pretty tight in the sense my husband also works long hours so I we hardly get to talk on week weekdays generally um week weekdays I go home by 6 p.m or so 6 6 30 and then I spend a couple of hours with my son he's four and a half now so I have to spend time with him and I love it I love spending time with him of course so mm-hmm. That's what I do. And then once he's in bed and that's when I start working on my project in terms of entrepreneurship and my company and speaking with my partners. And because one partner is in the US, it works well. It's morning for her, night for us. So it (laughs) works perfect. Um, So that way it's good. Uh, Weekends, I generally don't do any work on Sundays. I I love cooking. So I do that on Sundays. Um, I spend a lot of time with my family. We go out, we stay at home and binge watch some tv show or movies or something like that saturdays um it's a split between family and work i i do need to concentrate on my company a little bit more on saturdays because i have continuously three or four hours to work on it 
uh, but the Saturdays after the afternoon, it's completely for the family. So I think my son is very used to me working. Uh, he kind of understands that his mom is more busy with work and he knows that when I am with him, I'm completely dedicated to him. So he's perfectly happy with that. I assume that he is. So I just have to console myself like that, I guess. <laughs> So it sounds like you have to have very good time management skills. Like you know when you want to delegate time to a certain thing and then you have to cut it off because work is never complete most of the time. You always have more to do. Definitely. So um, I think being a mother has definitely helped with time management. But I was pretty good with that before as well. But yeah, I generally work to the minute. Like if I have an appointment, if it ends at five, it ends at five. Um, I kind of cut off the conversation at times or I'm like, oh, hey, I have another meeting I have to go to and then I'm done. Like you said, work never ends. Uh, but I kind of have an agenda as to what I want to do this week. And I would have a few other items that I would have kept in the agenda as, as well in terms of like, if I have more time, I would do that. If I don't have time, I wouldn't do that. So... Uh, optional things I would say so yeah time management is key to running a business having a job being a mother <laughs> and being a wife as well so <laughs> yes sure for sure thank you for your time today Sandhya I've learned so much about being a project manager and your startups okay great thank you and thank you. I'm glad I could help thanks Leave us a comment and any suggestions for life after PhD and science now at singingdancingscientists at gmail.com and if you like us, share with your friends and your family. Stay tuned next time for our next episode which will be a segment on science now. We'll be sharing on news articles which talk about growing organs and the reality about them. <laughs>